Blog Talk Radio. Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello and happy Monday to you. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, October 7th. And of course, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? A huge success. Well, ladies, we are truly coming into the fall season here in um, my hometown of Atlanta. Of course, the trees are turning that beautiful fall color, and you're seeing the leaves everywhere. Um, And it just reminds me so much about the importance of change. Change is really important because without change, you can't progress. Without change, you can't make a difference in your life and in the lives of others. Without change, you can't improve your business and take it to the next level. And that is exactly what we need to be doing as we continue on with planning our strategies for 2020 and also planning our holiday uh, marketing for the rest of this year as well. So of course, We've got a wonderful schedule packed for you today. I am definitely going to be sharing more ways to market your business during the holiday season, which is very, very key. And then also, I'm going to be uh, introducing our theme for the month of October, and I know that it's a theme that you're going to want to know about. Uh, We talk about this particular subject all the time here at uh, Successful Woman Radio. Uh, We give teleclasses and webinars about it through Women About Biz. You hear about it all the time, but it's something that has to be readdressed in particular this month. So stay tuned for that. And of course, I am going to be giving you the five questions of leadership and authority because that is just so important, right? I mean, without leadership in your business, you can't really direct your business to the way it should go. And you can't realize your business vision because there is no leader to direct it, right? So again, This is very, very important that you be looking at ways to strategize and prepare for 2020. And of course, as your coach, I am going to be giving that to you uh, for the rest of this year. I'm going to be definitely weighing in there and talking to you more and more about strategy and why it is so very, very important. For those of you that are new to the show, I want to welcome you to Successful Woman Radio and just give you a little bit of information about who we are and what we are about. So Successful Woman Radio is the flagship program for WomenAboutBiz.net. And Women About Biz is all about helping women to start and grow their businesses and take their businesses to a six-figure-plus level through resources and tools that we provide them in many ways. And so we want you to be a part of our family. Make sure you visit the Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z.net website, and join as a free member so that you can get familiar with who we are and what we do. As far as Successful Woman Radio, 
we're all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, again, generating the income that you desire. You know, it's all about generating that income. It's about generating the money. And, you know, forever women have been looking at money in a different light. We can spend it. We don't have a problem with that. But somehow, not all of us, but a lot of us may have issues with asking for the money when we are providing a quality and valuable service or product. It's so very, very important that we understand that to be in business, you have to learn how to ask for the business. And so today, I am so excited to announce our theme for the rest of the month of October. And of course, this is something that we all need to know more about. So our theme is marketing. You can't be in business without it. How true is that, huh? So we're going to be talking about marketing as we continue to delve into strategic planning for 2020. I think it's a really good topic to talk about this month and this fall season um, as we look at making changes and things that we need to do to not only plan for marketing during 2020, but also how we might be able to better market our businesses in 2019 as we approach the holiday season. So again, I'm very, very excited that I am here with you today. Um, hopefully you have a journal that you will be able to take out so that you will be able to keep up with what we are talking about. Uh, very, very important notes that you should be taking. I want to go ahead and I want to start with our five questions of leadership and authority. As you know, I read these questions every single Monday and they are extremely important because these questions help you to delve into why it's important for you to lead your company and what you need to be doing to prepare yourself to be a better leader. And so these five questions, if you ask yourself these questions often enough, you're not only going to get aha moments, but it's going to cause you to go back to the drawing board and really set a good leadership foundation under your company. So let's get started. Here's question number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company, again, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Of course, you ladies know that I always recommend that you can't get clear with what you can't write down. So it's important for you to write out your position description. What should you be doing as the CEO? If you were to hire a CEO, what should that CEO be providing you in the form of reports? What do you need to know about? What should you be doing daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually? These are things that you have to keep on top of as the CEO. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? Again, what are my business priorities? You know, when it comes to priorities in business, some of the main ones that are very key include, you know, sales, marketing, tasks that you need to implement, um, tasks that you need to delegate. Um, in addition to that, it's going to be important for you to know what, what type of clients that you're going to try and go after, how you're going to market to them. So your priorities are key. And then number three, do I have 
outside view of the following areas, okay? And that includes your daily workflow. Some of the same things that I've mentioned, you've got to have a bird's eye view. But let's slow down for just a few minutes here and talk about exactly what is a bird's eye view and why is it so important at for you as the CEO of your company to actually have a bird's eye view. Well, first of all, in the business world, a bird's eye view means that you're able to look down upon, whether it's a report, a sheet of paper, an Excel spreadsheet, but you need to be able to follow up and to look and see what's going on in your business. At any given time, you should be able to have a bird's eye view over your business and know what is happening in your business every single moment. What's going on, right? Not maybe, well, maybe not every single moment, but you should be knowing what's going on with some of the major things like your sales, your marketing, um, your follow-ups, how many prospects and leads were generated. You need to know all of that. But Every business is different. So it's important for you to understand while you may have some similarities to other businesses, one size does not fit all. You have to determine what's best for your business. What should you be having a bird's eye view over? And then number four is, am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping me to execute my daily workflow? Again, am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping me to execute my daily workflow? A power team, of course, is a support group of individuals who are experts in their own right who can help you shorten that learning curve and move faster in seeing results in your business. It could be anything from a graphic designer, web designer. Uh, it, it could be someone who is a copywriter or who can write articles for you. The, the most important point here that I think is key is you have to make sure that you have developed relationships with individuals who can do various tasks for you so that you can take your hands off of it, be accountable and follow up, but take your hands off of it and do what you do best, which is being the ambassador for your business, the visionary for your company. Very key. And last but not least is number five. Do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? So it's not just about coming up with a group of people and, and introducing yourself and connecting with a group of people that can help you in your business and, and take care of certain tasks, but you must, before you even talk to them about it, you really have to have a delegation system in place. How will you follow up with individuals? What is your procedures for delegating and assigning tasks? And something that I think as a small business owner that you have to keep in mind is that before you have to hand a task over to an individual, it's important, especially for detailed tasks and projects, it's important for you to have clarity first. Without you having clarity, you can't really give good directions or really good instructions. So it's very, very key for you to have the clarity first before anybody else does in reference to delegating. And then once you have the clarity, then you can write out a description of what the task or the project is all about, your milestones, expectations, um, follow-up, accountability, call times, and dates. Those are the things that you will have to do. And again, one of the things that I think happens so much with micro-business owners is that 
we do multitask a lot. We do a lot of different things. We hold a, a lot of different roles. And as a result, sometimes when we start delegating, we don't realize that that person cannot be us. And we're expecting them to give the same energy, the same amount of accountability as we would for ourselves. However, the one thing that you cannot make a mistake on, and that is believing that someone else can duplicate or be you, right? So what you have to do is you have to give them an extension of yourself through your instructions, through your directions. And so when you do that, they may not be able to be you, but what they should be able to do is follow your directions, which are representative of you, okay? Very, very key. When you don't do these types of things, then what you have done when you turn over something to someone is that you have abdicated, means that you have turned over a, a task, an important part of your business that you need taken care of, but you've done it without any concern or without any follow-up or accountability system in place. And of course, that's not good for you. And it's not good for the individual that you have delegated to. So again, please make sure that you do have a delegation system in place. So there you have it, ladies, five questions of leadership and authority. Ask yourself these questions as often as you need to. Okay, I can't stress this enough. Ask yourself these questions as often as you need to mean that if you need to go over these questions with yourself on a daily basis, then that's what you need to do. You shouldn't take these questions and then just give a blanket answer. Like, for example, am I clear on my role as CEO? And then in your mind, you go, oh, yeah, pretty much. No. You may not be as clear as you think you are. And that's one thing that I think as women that we have to stop doing. Stop keeping everything in your head and get it down on paper. Write out that position description because I think that you, for example, would be very surprised to learn that you're not as clear as you think you are once you start writing out what your role is and what you should be doing, okay? And I know this to be the case because I would say out of 10 businesswomen, every 10 businesswomen that I talk with, nine of them, okay, will let me know once they, we start writing out that position description that they had the wrong idea, they thought they were clear, but once we started going over what would be required of them uh, as the CEO, they realized they didn't have the clarity they thought they did. So again, this, these questions, these five questions of leadership and authority require you to not only ask these questions of yourself, but it also requires you to answer the question, and sometimes not in a quick fashion, but writing down the answer on a piece of paper and then digging deeper with saying, now that I have the answer, what's the, what's the solution to improving myself? What else do I need to do? If I, don't, if I don't have a bird's eye view, what do I need to do to get a bird's eye view? What kind of systems do I need to put in place so that I am more in control of my company from the from the standpoint of being the CEO. Don't fool yourself just because you're in the labor role of your business working hard every single day. Don't fool yourself to think that you are busy and because you're busy, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing for your business. That's the biggest mistake any businesswoman can make. So again, go over these questions, ask them of yourself, answer them, write them out, dig deeper, 
discover what you need to be doing to become the best leader you can be for your business. It's 12:19 after the hour. You're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show, and this is Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. This is a great time right now, ladies, for you to go ahead and flash over on another line and dial the number of someone that you think would would really benefit by listening to the show. Maybe they've been telling you they've got to come up with better ideas to market their business or they need support. This is a good time now to flash over and dial them and say, hey, girl, get on the line. I'm listening to Successful Woman Radio and give them the dial in, 347 637-2589. If you can't flash over on another line, go ahead and text them and give them the phone number, 347-637-2589. If you're listening from your desktop or from another source, go ahead and let other individuals know by posting Successful Woman Radio is live on the air now. It's a great resource. If you have a chance, jump on for a few minutes. Again, the show phone number for those of you with a pen in hand, 347-637-2589. Well, one of the things that is definitely coming upon us, and it's coming quickly, and of course, that is the holiday season. Um, They are predicting more than ever now that more and more people are continually buying online for the holiday season, and they are getting so used to uh, internet purchasing. And so what you have to do as a small business owner is figure out how are you going to capitalize off of the internet and off of the holiday season uh, for 2019. And, you know, I believe everybody in some form or fashion can take advantage of holiday marketing. And so last Monday, I used the example of someone who made wonderful sour cream pound cakes, and they were going to be marketing their business for the holiday season. And I talked about the importance of coming up Uh, with your flagship product, not that you're not going to sell more than one product or service, but that you were going to come up with your flagship product that was going to draw everyone in to who you are and what you had to offer. And I think that is just so very, very important. I hope that you guys uh, took notes on that. And if you didn't get a chance to hear that particular broadcast, I would suggest that you go back and you listen to the previous broadcast, um, which was the last week of September, where we closed out uh, the topic of Strategy 2020 for that month. And then, of course, I gave you some really good holiday marketing ideas. So today, I want to continue on with some holiday marketing ideas for you. So the one thing that you need to do, first of all, is take into consideration the type of business that you have. If you have a product business and your product really is very compatible with the holiday season, meaning that it really would be a really good gift idea for people to give to others, or it's something that would be in demand during the holiday season, then hands down, you definitely should be taking advantage of marketing during the season. 
sometimes, though, you may have a product that you feel is not necessarily as compatible with the holiday season, and you have to work a little harder to tie things in and to make sure that people know who you are and what you do. The same way goes for services. There are some services that might be more compatible with the holiday season. For example, if you are a massage therapist, you may decide that you are going to have special gift certificate uh, um, gift certificates for the holiday season with deep discounts, right? This is a great idea. However, what you're going to have to do is you have to carry it all the way through with a full marketing plan. What if you have a service that's not as relatable to the holiday season or to things that people tend to purchase during the holidays? Well, this is where you really want to pay attention, first of all, to your current customer list. You really want to use the 80-20 rule here, which is that 20% of your customers are going to purchase 80% of your products and services. So with that being said, you want to look at for the last six months who your customers are because they are the ones you really, really want to be marketing to. Now, what happens if you don't have that many customers for the holiday season or you don't have that many customers, first of all, to use the 80-20 rule on? Well, then what you want to do is you still want to try and learn ways and techniques to tie in the holiday season. Let me give you guys a, um, let me give you an idea. Let's see, what can we come up with? What about someone who is a life coach, right? This individual is a life coach. So one of the things that this person is going to do, first of all, is you've got to first choose what your flagship service is going to be as a life coach, okay? And then the other thing that you've got to determine is what can how can you make people pay attention to you as a life coach during the holiday season? Well, you can relate your content to the holiday season. I think during this time of year, people tend to overspend, people forget about uh, setting their goals. People forget a lot about the things they need to be doing for themselves during the holiday season. Self-care, taking care of themselves, um, ways to overcome anxiety, less stress, that type of thing. People get very stressful during this time of the year, especially if they've got a lot of family coming or what have you. And so as a life coach, you can talk about balancing yourself during the holiday season. You can do a series of videos, audios. You could talk about all of that. But I think the biggest thing that you need to do as a life coach during the holiday season is look at what your flagship service is going to be. Now, I'm thinking as a life coach with January coming up, the flagship service should probably be something to do with um, goal setting, you know, really um, making a commitment to your goals for the new year. So goal setting classes, vision board workshops, all of those types of things would be great. So you have to plan that out. And it's not to where you can just start throwing stuff out there. You've got to sit yourself down and give yourself, I would just right now block out a whole week of time. I would give myself anywhere between three and four hours every single day to work on 
my particular campaign and my theme. And now we're talking, I'm giving you guys an example, and I'm using a life coach as an example for you, okay? Someone whose business doesn't necessarily, uh, it's not as related to the holiday season, but how can they make it relatable? And so I'm sharing the fact that with January coming up, their visions, that type of thing, time management, all of these things are very important. So some things that you can do, I think, as a life coach, for example, to really capture people's attention during the holiday season, again, is to write articles that are holiday themed um, related. That could be, you know, how to handle stress during the holiday season, you know, how to deal with uh, having family members during the holiday season over when not everyone gets alone, you know, how to lower your anxiety, how to pro- how to properly plan your holiday seasons, uh, recipes for the holiday season. There's all kinds of things that you can do as a life coach to make people stand up and, and pay attention. The one thing I like about doing that also is I think organically, Google's algorithms are really heightened during the holiday season to look specifically for holiday articles. And so if you use the right keywords in your articles and if you write them, get them written early enough, then you're going to have people who actually literally see them that don't know you at all, but really like what you're saying. The other thing I would like to encourage you to do, if you're a life coach, I would use um, YouTube as well, because YouTube is very optimized. And of course, anything that you put out on YouTube is is, is going to go out right away. And it's going to be in the search engine within a matter of hours. Very, very important. So again, I want to remind you of that as well. And so again, I'm just giving you guys some ideas. So with that said, let me just give you another idea that you could you could do. Okay. Now this would be more or less for Christmas, but you could come up with the 12 days of Christmas sale. So this would require you to be extremely planned and focused. But you could come up with this 12-day theme where every day you have different discounts on different types of products. So the first thing you have to do is determine how are you going to present the 12 days of Christmas theme on your website. Is it going to take place of your homepage? Probably it should, right? You want to decorate uh, and design your your homepage, make it very festive and holiday-like. Um, I've seen websites during the holiday season where it looks like it has snow falling down, twinkly lights, different things on. Okay, but what you want to do is every day there's something that individuals will be able to, first of all, get at no cost during the 12 days of Christmas sale. But then there's also things that they're able to get at a great discount. So that's what you want to think about, okay? The other thing that you want to do if you should adopt the 12 days of Christmas sale is you want to blog about the different things that are going on. If you have products, I think this is where you can actually do a Facebook Live. You can do YouTube Lives and stream, and you can get people interested because you can feature different products, and you can have a prize winner for every video that you go live with, right? Those are things that you will be able to get people's attention with. 
You can also send email. Don't discount email. Everything needs to be working together for a synergistic experience. So keep your customers informed of special holiday sales and promotions. You want to have different emails. You want to have them with holiday themes. The important thing is don't use the same subject every single single time, but you want to use the subject line that is going to capture their attention. However, you want to be careful of using words and phrases that the internet no longer likes you to use. So don't use words like million, become a millionaire. Don't use words like um, a deep sale. Be careful about that. You want to make sure that you pay attention to some of the bigger stores and the subject lines that they are using because you certainly can gain inspiration from those and adopt some of the phraseology that they may be using as well, okay? Very important. You also want to do something that a lot of people have forgotten about, which is make phone calls to your customers. That's right. If you've had people that have purchased from you within the last six months, I would say, make personal phone calls to them and let them know that, hey, I've got a 12 days of Christmas sale coming up. I want to make you aware of it, but I'm also going to be giving away some great prizes and gifts and different things, and I want you to be a part of it. Can I count you in? That's important because now that person has received a personal call from you and they are going to be looking for all of the information that you are going to be giving them, right? Very, very important. Now, another thing that you can do, if you have hundreds or thousands of customers, then what you may want to do is look at getting an automated dial system temporarily for the months of November and December where you can record a message and then it is going to auto dial and make, you know, give them the message. So it may sound something like happy holidays. This is Trina Newby, founder of Women About Biz. Want to remind you that we're having a 12 days of Christmas sale at Women About Biz. You can now get courses 50% off. You don't want to miss this. We've got a special deal for you as a current customer. So pay attention to your email. So again, those types of things are very, very key, very, very important, okay? The other things that I think is important as well is that if you have a commercial-based business, like if you have a boutique or you have a commercial office, then you may also consider doing some holidays, some live holiday parties at your boutique or at your office where you are inviting customers, you're inviting friends of your business to come in and celebrate the holiday season, but you're also going to have a table set up uh, promoting your services or special products for the holiday season. So keep that in mind. And don't forget, if you do live events, the holiday is festive and all about good treats and goodies, okay? So you can definitely make sure that you have a dessert table or a snack table available. That, that For whatever reason, food, of course, gets people coming to stuff uh, like you would not believe, okay? And then the other thing I think is important, and this is fun too, is you can do this both virtual and live, but create gift bags and give them away, but create and make them look extremely beautiful. It could be gift baskets, and you can have that gift basket on a video 
with sparklies all around it saying who's going to win this beautiful gift basket. And you can give away one gift basket a week leading up to the holiday. So there, these are all different things that you can do. The most important thing is this is fun. Ladies, this is what we normally love to do is be creative, design, come up with these kind of fun ideas. So this is your time to figure out how creative are you going to be this holiday season with your business. The big thing now is that time is moving quickly. So if you're going to have a holiday plan, if you're going to market your business during the holiday season, then you have to get in gear. These are some of the things that I want you to think about. First of all, you're going to need to have really nice graphics for the holiday promotions, right? And it's going to take time for you to get your graphic designer to design them for you to prove, say yes or no, I like this, tweak this. So it's going to take time. And then you've got to turn your website into a holiday theme, right? You've got to, when people come to your front page, you want it looking beautiful and festive. And so again, you, that's going to take time for you to, to revamp or have a holiday themed page created. So you've got to remember that these things take time and you've got to get them on a timeline. So what I want you to consider doing for the month of October, okay, because you really need to start running heavy with your marketing November 1st. If you can, I would like to see you doing it this uh, last part of October. But if you can't, Coming up November 1st, the first week of November, you should be running hard for this, right? So one of the things that I think you need to do is get a, a calendar, a blank block calendar. And I want you to look at where you are right now. And I want you to do these three things. First of all, look on your calendar. And I want you to mark the date that you will debut or launch your holiday campaign. That's the first thing you've got to do, okay? Launch your holiday campaign. And so with that said, you've got to mark that date. The next thing that you've got to do, so you really probably need two block calendars, one for October, one for November, um, and then you can extend a third one for December, but you need to, to have those calendars available. The, the next thing, the second thing that I need for you to do is back up to where you are right now because you, between now and the date that you are going to have your holiday launch, there is several things that have to be done. And I need you to mark your milestones, your deadlines for each of the things that need to get done. So you need to come up with a comprehensive checklist of things that you need to do okay, for your holiday campaign. So the first thing, right, is you've got to come up with your holiday campaign. What will it be? That's the most important thing. The second thing you've got to do is once you decide what you're going to be doing, what's your flagship service or product? Remember, very key. And then the third thing is you've got to make a to-do list of things that have got to get done in order for you to put them in place, right? All of that needs to go in your calendar. And so each day during this month, you need to be writing out what you need to be working on, okay, in your calendar. Very, very important. And then, of course, don't forget, once you've come up with everything that you're supposed to be doing, then you have to then create a social media marketing calendar campaign where every day there's different things going out on your social media accounts that's pushing it, including emails and strategies that you are doing 
to connect with your current or existing client base as well. Very key. And I hope these things are helping you. And I, I, I am planning to follow my own advice and do a lot of the things that I have mentioned. I want to remind all of you who have not read the article uh, on the Women About Biz website to visit us at womenaboutbiz.net. And then go and take a look at our blog where we have the article about marketing your business during the holiday season. I think that you will be pleasantly surprised and that you will really enjoy it. So, again, I want you guys to read that article. Uh, take, take the advice. I really took time to kind of research and look at what do we need to do in order to create a really good holiday campaign, and I gave you five ways to get started with doing it. That's all I have for right now. I'll continue to bring you more information on holiday uh, campaigns and how to get up and going. And by the way, I'm going to look up some statistics as well. I've already started seeing some overwhelming, incredible statistics with the number of people purchasing online and what's going on. So I'll be able to share that with you on next Monday as well. It's 12.40 after the hour, 20 minutes before the hour of one. Don't hang up that phone. Don't go off that computer. I still have wonderful information to share with you as we get going with our theme for the month of October, marketing. You can't be in business without it. So go ahead and get your pen and notepad out as we prepare to talk about and share some really valuable information with you in reference to that. But before we do, I want to remind all of you to definitely make sure you are visiting the womenaboutbiz.net website. If you haven't already, make sure you take advantage of our free membership. Just click on join today. It'll take you to our membership page where you can sign up as a free member um, because we are going to be putting all of our articles, all of our information behind our membership wall, and you definitely will have to log in as a member in order to see a lot of our valuable how-to information. So we don't want you get left out, so make sure you sign up as a free member today. Again, the website is womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, dot net. Well, how many of you have been paying attention to a lot of people advertising more and more on the internet, and especially on Facebook. Have you guys been seeing uh, Facebook ads a lot more in your feeds? I know that I have. I know I've been talking with quite a few people who have been saying that they are seeing more and more Facebook ads. Well, just guess what I just found out? This is the thing. So Facebook ads normally appear in your news feed. That's where they normally appear, right? But what I've learned is that Facebook is planning to also start putting ads in groups as well. How about that? Now, I believe that this is all geared up to Facebook charging for groups. That's what I believe. And I think that if you don't want ads in your group, in your group, if there are certain things that you don't want to show up in your group feed, I think that you will have to pay for it. You'll have to pay for a private group 
Um, now, a lot of people are saying, well, I already see ads on the right-hand side. Yes, but they don't put ads in the feed. That's where you see all of the posts at in the group. They normally don't do that. I think that's what they're talking about doing is that you're going to start seeing people's related advertisements in your group. Now, how that can work against you is this. If, for example, and I can only use myself as, as an example, so I'll use being a business coach. So if I'm a business coach, for an example, and someone places an ad and they target women about biz members or they target anybody that has a group that has to do with being a business coach, but they themselves are a coach as well and they're wanting to market or advertise, then guess what's going to happen? That information it's going to pop right up in your group. And that's working against you because you don't want somebody coming and competing with you, right? But since we have free groups, that's what Facebook will do. And so I think that's the kind of thing that's going to be happening, okay? Or say, for example, you sold hair supplies and you decided that you were going to create a group and you've got a group now of about 500 people. Now you've got some major commercial business that has a uh, hair supplies that can outsell you that may end up wanting to market and use your group as a target. And so again, these are types of things that I don't like that Facebook does is because Facebook has a habit of harnessing all of the vital information and what we call it um, virtual intelligence, such as, you know, what type of groups are these? What type of people are watching these groups? How many people are purchasing and clicking on links from this particular group? Or even in your personal feed, Facebook has a, a tendency to collect all of this virtual intelligence. And then, even though we think that we're getting it for free, nothing is for free, right? You've got to know how to use the power of free. And Facebook certainly knows how to use the power of free. And so, as a result, we, we're getting it for free, but Facebook is saying, well, because we're giving this to you for free, we get to utilize the virtual intelligence statistics. We're not going to divulge any of your personal information. That's what they say. But we certainly can use the statistics to sell advertisements to individuals who are looking to advertise to your type of people. And so as a result, this can work against you, and this is what you have to look at. And so you want to be paying attention to how the Internet is changing and what's going on with the Internet. And certainly if you have a group, you want to be paying attention to the group, case in point. Sometimes people have a tendency to abandon their groups or they're not participating as the leader of the group. And so the group may have, you know, a few thousand people in there. Well, you, the next time you visit your group, if you haven't visited in a long time, there may be a whole lot of different advertisements and things going on in your group. And somebody else who's related to what you do might be taking advantage of your group when you are not. So again, I'm saying all of this is to say, watch out, keep your eyes wide open. And if you're using Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, if you're using these types of, of social media platforms to brand yourself and make people aware of who you are and what you do, I definitely want you to keep up with what's going on. You can't just be interested in participating and thinking you're getting something for free, but you also have to make sure that you understand how is Facebook leveraging and using the power of free 
to take advantage of what I am trying to do in my group. Okay, very important. I want to go ahead right now and go right into our theme for the month of October, marketing. You can't be in business without it. Again, marketing, you can't be in business without it. And, you know, I think that for some reason, a lot of people start a business and then they may market a little bit. You know, the biggest thing that I find that people feel is that, oh, all I need is a brochure, all I need is a business card, or all I need is a flyer. A lot of the times, people don't take into consideration the type of marketing they actually need to do for their business. So this month, I'm slowing it down a little bit, and I am going to share with you from a strategic planning perspective what it is you should be doing as you consider the type of marketing for your business, what's the best type of marketing for your business. So let's go ahead and first define exactly what is marketing. Well, marketing is a system of strategies or methods used to pique the interest and attract your target customer to take action. So let's look at some key words here that I've used. First of all, it's a system of strategies. So that means that in marketing, it's not just one thing, but you're going to have more than one strategy or method that you are using, um, usually three to five different strategies or methods, okay? The, the next thing you need to pay attention to is peak interest. Marketing is supposed to peak a person's interest. You know how you are in the mall and something captures your attention and you stop for a minute and back up and you go, oh, what's that? Well, that's what marketing is supposed to do as you are pre presenting information about your product or your service. It is supposed to attract your target customer to your business and cause them to take action. Now, notice I said cause them to take action. What I didn't say is cause them to buy right away. Okay? So with that said, I want you to understand something about marketing. So if you get nothing else this month, for me talking about marketing your business, I really, really, really want you to get this, is that marketing is supposed to attract people to what you have to offer. It's supposed to get them to come right up to the door and knock on the door and say, I'm interested in what you have. However, once that happens, marketing has done its job, and then the process of sales takes over from there. And you should have a totally complete sales strategy to determine how you are going to close the sale with, with your customers. Hopefully, you already know what sales strategies work, okay, what sales techniques work in closing the, the sale with your customers. Now, there's going to be a difference between service businesses, and product-oriented businesses. So let me start with the product businesses first and say this. <clears throat> product businesses are somewhat easier than service businesses because if you know how to make your product look attractive, if you know how to get your product out there and let people sample it, then it is going to help sell itself, right? If you describe it, if you package it properly, your product can become very attractive to your prospective customers. On the other hand, a service product, you have to work a harder on getting customers to see 
and visualize what it is that you actually are offering. And in order to do that, you still have to allow those customers to experience it, but you also have to really depend on testimonials, both video testimonials, audio testimonials, and written testimonials. Those are very key when you're talking about services, okay? So I I wanted to start off with that because I need all of you who are listening I need you to have your aha moments because I want you going into 2020. As you are planning your strategy, I want you going into 2020, understanding your responsibility as the CEO, your responsibility in ensuring that a marketing system is in place in your company and that it's just not sometimes, but it is consistent. You you have an automated system in place and that things are running smoothly, okay? Very, very key. So the first thing, now that you understand what marketing is, the system of attracting others to what you have to offer, the next thing that you must do, again, is you must develop a sales strategy. Now, marketing and sales work in hand in hand, and one can't do without the other. However, marketing is always going to come first. Something is always going to be presented, introduced to attract and pique the interest of somebody. And then from there, you are going to identify that they are a good prospect or lead because they they responded in some way to a call to action. Now you are ready to close the sale. Okay. So after you have a marketing system in place and you have a sales system in place, These are some things you need to be thinking about as you are planning the two. First of all, you must budget for marketing. You know, all forms of marketing, ladies, cost money, whether you, you know, you're attending a networking meeting, a social networking event online, whether you're taking a prospective client out to lunch, marketing materials uh, printed, uh, you're having some new things done to your website or you want to place an ad in a, in a, a manual publication, or you want to place an ad online, marketing is going to have some type of budget attached to it. And there are people who believe that you should be able to make a, a lot of money mar- without, without paying for advertisers that you can make money online, marketing your business the organic way. And while I think that you can gain some leverage organic with organic marketing, and for those of you who aren't familiar with what organic marketing is, organic marketing is when you are not paying for it, but you are using other online strategies and techniques to get your business out there, okay? So there are some other ways of organic marketing, and let me just give you some examples. So posting um, in social media and calling people uh, calling people to action to take action by clicking on a link, and when that when they click on that link, it takes them to let's say a lead page or a sales page is a form of marketing. But what happens if you really don't have that many people following you, or you really don't have that many social friends? And the other thing you have to understand now is that Facebook really controls a large part of organic marketing now. In other words. It used to be that you could do a lot of organic marketing because anybody that was your friend saw your stuff coming through the news feed. If you had 5,000 friends, then that was potentially 5,000 people that actually saw 
your marketing come through the news feed, but they no longer allow that to happen. So here's, here's what you need to have. Maybe some of you might have an aha moment at this time, but on Facebook, when you push out something from your personal page, only about 20 to 25% of your friends are actually going to see that hit their news feed. Now, this is what I do know to be true. You can in increase the amount of people that see what you post in your personal page. You can increase that amount by being very active on Facebook and responding and uh, uh, replying and making comments on other people's posts and liking their stuff. And, and then they will release more of what you are posting because you have become relevant or important because you are on Facebook all the time. However, if you're just going on Facebook, checking your messages, looking at your news feed all the time, but you're not you're not um, engaging in your news feed, then you can expect about 20%. 20 to 25%. So let's say if you have 2,000 friends and you post something about an event or something that you want to take place and you're thinking, hey, I've got 2,000 friends, I know that a lot of people are going to see that. But in actuality, out of the 2,000, anywhere between 200 and 400 people will see it. Um, and not even that many will see it. Let's just say your post will be be imprinted in the news feeds of two to 400 people. However, if though there's a lot of things going on with that two to 400 people, some of them may see it, but then some of them may not. And that's true. No matter how many people will see something, you're, you're having to do enough exposure so that enough people will, will see it. And so again, if 20%, 20 to 25% of the people are seeing what you post, then that lowers the amount of people that are actually going to be replying or engaging with what you have to offer. So keep that in mind. Okay. Now, what Facebook also says is that if you have a business and they see you doing too much advertising, you may think your, ad, your, your marketing flyers and different things are being seen in your news feed, but that's not true. Facebook is going to allow you to post it. They're not going to take it down, and you'll see it in your personal feed, and you may even see it in your news feed, but guess what? They may not show it anywhere else because they're trying to get all small businesses pushed over and to create their own fan page. Very, very key. So I'm bringing these things up about social media because most of the time, most small business owners, 65 to 70% of the time, are doing the majority of their marketing online. So you've got a budget for advertising on Facebook or on LinkedIn or wherever you whatever advertising medium you are using online, okay? Now I want to mention to you that a minimum, if you can at all, a minimum if you're marketing on Facebook, a minimum of 150 to 250, that range, 150 to 250. And I really would go more with the However, if you are doing like what I would say like uh, Google AdWords or LinkedIn, then that budget may go up easily to five to $700 a month. If you're not having that much coming in on the profit side, 
maybe on the growth side, but not on the profit side to put that much in marketing, then you really have to get to the drawing board and figure out what type of marketing budget you're going to have, okay? What you need to understand is that you definitely have to have some type of marketing budget, okay? Very, very important. Now, the one thing that I want to recommend to everyone is that while there are all types of advertising, okay, not every type of advertising is for you. Don't get impressed and be be excited about putting a beautiful color ad in a magazine because unless you are ready to put an advertisement in that magazine for three to six months, it is not going to brand you and it is not going to give you the response that you need. So coming up on next Monday, I'm going to be sharing with you the different types of ways to decide on how to market your business, the different types of techniques that you can use. I want you to make sure that you have your notepad handy. Well, that's all I have for today, ladies. Stay tuned as we talk about marketing. You can't be in business without it. I look forward to connecting with you on next Monday, the 14th. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.